The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries podcast. It's your girl Bethany, and I'm sitting here with my husband slash co-host, Anthony Garcia. What it do, baby? It's Thursday night. You'll probably be listening to this days later, but we've almost made it through the second week of school, and Anthony has an update. Bang, right to it. All right, right to it. So, and I teased this a little bit today on Instagram stories. I told you guys that two insanely embarrassing things happened today, and that I would share the first thing on the podcast. So, here we go. All right, so I pick up the kids from school Wednesday, and I always get Deuce from his classroom first. You know, he always runs out. I ask how his day was, and he was like, I was crying for you guys, and I was like, oh, that's a, like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy, but like, not really believing him because he's sometimes fabricates and just says things, and then he's like, I'm just joking, but he was like, I was crying for you guys, and I missed you, and I was like, we missed you too, so glad to see you. Pick up the kids, we go home, live the rest of our life that day, go to bed. So today, Thursday, I wake up. Well, I don't wake up. About five in the morning, Deuce comes into my room. And he's like, Dad, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, all right, like, that's all right, but just like go back to bed. We'll deal with it later when we wake up. Think nothing of it. Alarm goes off. Um, I come out to the kitchen. Uh, the big three are sitting at the table because they, you know, they'll eat cereal or whatever um, for breakfast. The girls said that they had eaten breakfast. I asked Deuce, Deuce, did you eat breakfast? He says, no. Like, he says, no, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, well, you kind of got to go to school, buddy. Like, that's that's what you do now. And he starts getting, like, emotional and, like, I don't want to go to school. And I'm like, son, you have to go to school. Like, if we don't send you to school, the cops are going to be called and it's going to, like, for real, truancy. If you don't send That's you... not, that doesn't actually happen until the age of eight in Arizona. I don't, I don't know. I got truancy in high school, so... Yeah, you were like 16. Um, Whatever. I'm like, you got to go to school or the police are going to come and, you know. What? It's not going to be fun. What? That's. <laughs> and then he's just sitting at the table, like, puts his head down and, like, starts to, like, sniffle. And I'm like, what's wrong, son? And he's like, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, okay, well, what's what's going on? Like, because this has never been your energy. Like, he always complains, like, why do I got to go to school? Like, I don't want to go to school. Like yeah, when he just says it's so long and boring. When it's bedtime, he'll complain, and then when it's time to get ready. And then he'll say, like, he misses us all day. But never, like, a full-on, like, this is continuing. So Emotional he, like, breakdown. puts his hand, head in his, like, hands. He has his head rested on the table, um, arms folded under him. 
and he's like talking and I'm like, bro, I can't understand you. Like, like you're going to have to talk to me like so I can understand. And you said so, you were like, is someone being mean to you? Well, like, and I was like, well, like, yeah, like what's going on? Like, is someone bullying you? What happened? And he's still like muff mumbling his words. And I'm like, son, I cannot understand you. Like, you have to speak clearly. He's like, my teacher's so mean. I'm like, your teacher's so mean. All right, so what like, What happened? Why? Is and by your... the way, did we say this? He's in kindergarten. He's in kindergarten. Yeah. I'm like, what happened, bro? Like, what happened that your teacher's so mean? And he says, uh, we have like, our kitchen table has two uh, benches. benches. So he's sitting on one of the benches. And he was like, when we have uh, carpet time, the teacher tells us to sit crisscross applesauce. But I like to sit with my feet like laid out so his feet are just in front of him just straight in front of him and he was like the teacher kept telling me to sit crisscross applesauce and then she sent me to time out and she said i don't get recess and he's like crying at this point and i'm like what the hell's going on like so like i started to like inside like this just like not starts to grow in my stomach and i'm like i I, I was still sleeping at that point with, with ellis and uh, bethany were still asleep I'm like, okay, like, and I, so I'm explaining to him, I'm like, son, like, you have to, you have to listen to what the teacher says, because if she lets you do that, then she's going to have to let everyone put their feet out, and then people start kicking each other, and then there's no room, so, like, that's why she was probably telling you that, and he's just like, I don't want to go to school, I'm like, bro, it's Wednesday, or no, what was today, Thursday, Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. It's Thursday, you have today and tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, they have half day. I'm like, just get through it. And he's like, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like, all right, son, I'll tell you what. If you get through these next two days, I'll take you to Target, let you get a toy. And, you know, and so he agrees and just kind of like struts away, not excited. Um, And I'm just thinking like, damn, like he really doesn't want to go to school. His teacher's an asshole. All he wants to do is sit with his legs out. Like, let my man live. Like, damn. And he... He, this is okay so we signed Jiz up for preschool in march of 2020 and he went like to school the for two first days week he we paid for the month he went to school i think it was one time two, or two, two times days. two days he went to school and then we went and then it was spring break so the week was off and then the world shut down and he never went back to preschool so he had two days two away days from preschool. us so this is his first time ever being in a school setting it's his first time ever being away from us ever and this is the child that was has been through so much and has been extremely babied and it's a huge transition a huge transition so so the morning goes on so and well you come home and you immediately tell me like wait but the morning goes on i take the kids to school i'm just in my head i'm like what do I do? Like this, like he's not happy. I'm not happy because I'm like, yo, if he got in trouble, why is nobody in contact with me? Yeah. And why are they taking away recess for a kindergartner that didn't put their feet the right way? Yeah. Like, it's, so it just I'm, sounds I'm so just dumb in my head. I'm like, all right, we're going to take him out of the school. Like shit's going to change. So I get home, you know, Bethany's awake now. And I just like, we're on the couch and I'm like, Beth, Dude's had a rough morning. And she's like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, no, like, it was really a rough morning. He was crying. So then 
I explained to her, and I'm like, Beth, like, we're going to have to take him to, like, a Montessori school or He's something. He's, like, researching so, Montessori schools on his phone. Yeah, so I'm like, where's the nearest Montessori? I'm looking at reviews. I'm like, because in my head, I'm just, like, he's five years old. He doesn't sit still. It was probably, carpet time was probably, like, in the afternoon. He's had a long day at school. Like, I'm just, you got to, like give some slack here you know yeah, like it's the second week of school and he's never been in a school setting and mind before. you his teacher's old she's been a teacher for like 40 years that's dramatic she's probably like 50 okay she said like 20 oh 25 years 24 yeah. years she's, she's been teaching a while so i'm like this fucking lady's like old and outdated like she needs to get with the times like we have uh we have friends that their daughter's also in kindergarten and they were telling us like they get to pick like out of four different places where they they can sit on the floor on the desk on, on a ball. yoga balls yeah. and it's very like or the floor yeah and i'm like damn like maybe we need to get him into something like that i'm just in my head like my son's not happy i'm not happy I'm, and i'm like talking to beth and i'm like i don't i don't know what to do like i was really upset but then he was like i really i don't know if i should go to the school i don't know if like i need to i don't know what to do and then I'm just like, okay, we'll just email the teacher. Like, we, we at least need to start a dialogue with her, no, obviously, to see what happens. you didn't say email the teacher. Yes, I did. I, I was like, no. Yes, Be- Beth, babe, come on now. Babe. Okay, I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to email the teacher. I said that. You were just like, I don't know, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm going to email the teacher. So I said, I'm going to write this email. Okay, then- well, in my opinion, when you were telling me all that stuff, I was thinking... Like, okay, let's go to the school and talk to, like, the principal or talk to the teacher or whatever um, in person. And then, but I didn't think it was, like, such a huge deal, the situation that occurred. What I was more upset about was, like, Them not letting us know. Them them not letting us know that he got in trouble. But also, like, why are you going to take away recess from a kid who needs to run around and play? Obviously, especially if he's not able to sit still, like, make him go run around. And then the other thing, too, is, like, that like what I said a million times about him not being in a school setting before and then like my baby boy like I just feel so bad if any of my kids like when Brooklyn went to school the first two weeks of school for Brooklyn so us ever being involved in a school before she dealt with a bully like one girl bullied her relentlessly and we had to be in the school every other day every other week advocating no, for her no 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 you're she got bullied the first week of school day one she told us I told her she was scared to defend herself because she didn't want to get in trouble. So then I told her, you know, it wasn't the first day of school though. It was like, it was the first week. It was really early. The the next day I told her, or she came home. I told her like, okay, tell the teacher, tell the teacher again. If the teacher still does nothing, then you defend yourself. And then it continued the next day. So then I went, actually found the parent on Facebook, the dad, and figured out who the dad was. Then I went to the school and I told her teacher, like, hey, listen, this kid continues to bully my, it was a girl, bully my daughter. This is what I've instructed Brooklyn to do. So I'm just letting you know, Brooklyn will defend herself the next time this happens. I just remember having to talk to the teacher and the principal at least three times before, because like the teacher moved Brooklyn in the line because it kept happening in the line. Then they moved, whatever. But then eventually the girl move schools for an unrelated reason and then everything was fine after that and that that school is different though because we had a lot of ties to that it was the school that we went to 
Um, it was a K through twelve that we had graduated from. Your mom worked there. My mom was a principal. I had siblings yeah. there, so we had like a lot of people that knew us there. This new school, no one knows us. No one knows who it's we a are. Brand new school. Brand new. It's just a local neighborhood school. With the whole COVID stuff going on, I can't be there all the time. Um, so back to this. So I'm just talking about. Anyways, like, well, sorry. So that's exactly what I was saying. Is that like we we dealt with the bully with that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like please God, please don't let us have to go through this again because that was emotionally taxing on both you and me and Brooklyn. And the girl, but so Brooklyn went to school for almost two years, and Haram did almost a year. We had no issues with them causing ruckus getting in trouble at all like nothing so we've never dealt with it was always like they're exceptional students and yes blah, blah, blah. we've never dealt with quote-unquote a bad kid no that's the wrong word to use but just like behavior issues no i'm saying school. if deuce is acting out at school he would be a bad kid we've never had a kid get in trouble at school ever yeah ever um i don't think that i just don't like the label bad kid. well that's what it is if you're if you don't listen and you do bad stuff you're a bad kid that's called a spade a spade that's what it is. So I'm like, damn, I have a bad kid. I never, but I'm going to always be on my kid's side. So I'm like, I'm going to email a teacher. I email a teacher. Good morning. Um, you know, I introduced myself. I was like, hey, um, Anthony, he likes to go by Anthony at school. Mentioned that yesterday he was crying because uh, he misses. And also I would imagine if my kid's crying, maybe you send an email send a note something to let me know my kid was crying that didn't happen second like he mentioned that he got in trouble was sent to time out um you know i just just why wanna... don't you just read the email thread all right just read it instead of paraphrasing let the people know give me one second Good morning, you fucking bitch. No, no you I'm just did kidding. Anthony, right. stop. I said, good morning. Yesterday afternoon, Anthony mentioned in passing. Very weird to say Anthony talking about Deuce. Yeah, it's Mentioned so in passing to us that he was crying at school because he missed us. And then this morning he was crying saying he didn't want to go to school because he got in trouble yesterday. Don't kill me for my grammar. I don't do any of that shit anymore. Wait, I, that's part of the email? I don't know. No, just don't kill me for my grammar. If you don't make... if. Doesn't sound professional because I proofread it. I know, but just saying. We're just curious to know if something did happen with him at school so that we can help address any issues and help Anthony have the best experience while in school, especially since this is his first time ever being in a school setting and being away from us. Thank you for all that you do. Bethany right away is like, I don't like it. You like you need to be aggressive. You need to like I did- you were like, you're being too nice. You need to like, Bethany wanted me to like, just, just like go to 100 off the jump. And I'm like, Beth. Not 100, but like 80. You were okay. at like five. I, I, my thinking is I just want to hear her side. If she completely says, oh, nothing happened. He wasn't crying. Maybe Deuce uh, fabricated a bit or like exaggerated, but something did happen at school. I believed him at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something happened. So if she continued, if she just like said, oh no, everything's fine, nothing happened, I would be like, okay, that doesn't seem yeah. right. And then I'd call to cause a big issue. So I sent the email. I'm like, Beth, we'll see what she says and we'll go from there. But something inside of me just, I, I felt so bad for my son. I'm like, he's at school right now. He hates it. He's having a horrible time. He hates his teacher. And my heart was really hurt. I was like, Beth, yeah. like I need, I need to do something. I need to talk to someone. Bethany's like, go talk to the principal. I'm like, no, I just emailed the teacher to let me see what her response is. And then if it needs to go to that, we'll, we'll escalate it. 
I'm like, I need to call someone or talk to someone. She's like, you're talking to me. I'm like, no, I need to talk to someone that like has potentially experienced this. And so she's like, why don't you call your mom? And I was like, because I know your mom's dealt with all kinds of issues because you were a badass kid I was in a bad school. Kid. He was bad. And I'm like, okay, but I couldn't find my phone. So I didn't call my mom. Maybe it's like a blessing in disguise. So we go on with our day <laughs> and my heart's just like aching. Like, I'm just like, I hope, he, I hope he's having a good day. Hey, out. Anthony had a rough day. I had, a, I did. My, yeah. The thought of my kid potentially not having, enjoying themselves or not having fun. I don't know. It just hurts. And like, this is the first time Anthony's ever shown that he has empathy in his heart. <laughs> I beg to differ, but, um, finally Just I get kidding. an email from the teacher. So we're like, we're at the mall. I, I've picked out a Montessori. I've <laughs> looked into private <laughs> schools. He's already set up private tours with school. No, Yo, like I was ready. So this is the email that we received back. Good afternoon. Thank you for the email. Yes, he was crying and missed you guys, which I'd like to interject. I would have liked to know, hey, Anthony had a, you know, minor tough day today, but we've got something, a note, some, I don't know, just, I want to know this. I did talk with him about it and let him know he'd see you right after school. We talked about how it's okay and that everyone misses someone sometime. I spoke with him today about him saying he got in trouble because he didn't get in trouble in class. I was trying to find out if it was at recess or somewhere else. He said that he was just tricking you guys. I said you were worried so maybe he could find another way to trick you. Smiley face. He's actually doing a good job working hard and listening. Best wishes and then the teacher. (laughs) Bro, this motherfucker... This motherfucker did not want to go to school. So he. He had details and everything. And I'm sure, I'm sure during carpet time, he was sitting with his legs out and his teacher asked him to sit crisscross applesauce. I'm sure that happened because I know my son. And I'm, and that probably just was left at that. And then he, you know, probably got his feelings hurt and I don't know. So. So we're at the mall and, I, and we're just like, oh my God, are you kidding me right now? Instant relief that he wasn't in trouble. But then at the same time, I also wanted to hear from him like, okay, is like, what's going on, dude? Like, is this true or what? You know what I mean? So we pick it, pick them kids up from school. I went in and got them. Walked to the car. I made yeah, I made Beth get out of the car because I was like, I can't even see this. Look at this kid in his eye right now. Can't even do it. <laughs> Whatever. So Deuce gets in the car and what happens? He the kids get in, he sits down. I look I look in the rear view mirror and I'm like, Deuce, what happened? And he just starts laughing. He's like, I tricked you. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> But it, it got me to thinking. We went over to my parents' house for dinner tonight, and it got me thinking, like, I remember in kindergarten, guys, I was a badass kid. It's wild to me that you even remember. I don't remember kindergarten. I I have a... My first memory is in that Maybe trauma does that. I remember everything, like, a lot. 
I wanted to go on a swing. Shout out Curry Elementary. That's where I was at. I wanted to ride a swing. The swings were full. Cash Filburn was, oh no, no, it was Kip. I don't remember his last name. I don't name. think you should say their name. Why? Kip. I don't know. I don't know what Kip's doing now. I don't know Cash Filburn. We're friends on Facebook. Kip was on a swing. I don't know why I chose Kip. He was literally like mid swing. He came back. I'm standing behind the swing. I grabbed the back of his t shirt and I pull Kip back so that way his body's going forward and his shirt's going back he flies off the swing he's got like marks all over his neck he's crying like a little baby he goes and tells the teacher because he's probably four or five years old he is a baby he is but for real he was a little whatever um in that time i'm like bro like get off this you could have got off the swing and you would have saved yourself this problem he goes tells miss beecher and I put my little uh, cloth, is it cloth pin? What is that called? You know the thing you hang clothes on a... Clothespin? Clothespin goes from green right to red. Which, can we talk about how that system is the worst? Like, publicly shaming kids for their behavior like that? I hate that so much. The whole clip system? I, see, I hate it. I like it. I no. I like it. I do. No. My clip goes... I, I, I Way skip, to ruin kids' confidence. I skip yellow, go right to red. They sent home a, this is what, 2000, so there's no, internet's really not a thing now, there's no text messaging, or at least my family couldn't afford text messaging. Um, I don't even think we had a home phone at that point, we were so poor. They sent home a paper to my mom, she needs to sign it. I get home, I take that paper right to the bathroom, I rip it up, flush it down the toilet. I think I'm clean. Well, for the next month, every morning when I come in, Ms. Beecher doesn't say hi. She doesn't ask me how my weekend was. Anthony, did you get your paper signed? I say nope. Right away, my clip goes from green to red. About a month you straight. You literally just said no. No, I mean, I didn't. I didn't have it signed. I know, but about you a were month. So confident in yourself. A month. I, I tell you, I was a badass kid. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster, yeah. like the movies. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to be an athlete. I didn't want to be a. I want to be a gangster. I wanted a gun and I wanted to shoot people. But that's besides the point. Yeah, that's scary. So finally, Miss Beecher calls my mom's work. Dobson Ranch Animal Hospital. Fuckers. She should have never answered. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're so bitter. I'm at home, hanging out. Cool. My mom comes inside. I get my ass beat. I get grounded. And so it just, all that came back. And I was like, damn, I was in kindergarten lying like a motherfucker, being bad. My son's in kindergarten and he's lying. Except for, he has no reason to lie. I am not my mother. Like, we parents so different. We're so open. And, and I'm like, this motherfucker's just a liar. Like, his dad. Like, it doesn't matter how you raise your kid. Genetics are genetics. You are who you are. And I'm just like, like, this kid may not look anything like me, but he is 1,000% my son. <laughs> and it's... Anthony is coming around full circle, so we'll see where this journey takes us. But we will keep you guys updated. I'm on Deuce's side, though. Unlike my mom, who was not on my side <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like I said, half the day I was I felt sick. He had like legit anxiety. It was All right. fun. So I'm gonna read you a quote that kind of actually has to do with this a little bit. Um, and I want you to tell me if you agree or not. 
and then why or why not so this is actually on the shade room and it says your kids are not your legacy they are individuals with their own dreams and goals your legacy is what you do with your life i partially agree okay why because who your kids become is a product of what you put into them, right? Um, you have you have situations, I want to say like myself, where, you know, I grew up one way and instead of, as a young child, I, instead of saying like, oh, this is life and this is how I'm going to be, I, at a young age, realized, like, this something doesn't seem right, and I don't ever want to parent this way. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there would be situations where I was like, where I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, seven years old, like, I'll never put my kids through this situation. Not to say that when I finally became a parent that I was perfect. Like, obviously, I learned, picked up bad traits, things from my parents that I thought was how you were supposed to parent. But for me, at an early age, like, I was like, I, I don't ever want to do this. I don't know if that's common or not, but that was just me. But I think that who, how you parent and what you teach your kids is who they become. Yeah. Right? If you will go, one thing that was real big for us, the spanking. I got spanked as a kid. I got my ass beat as a kid. You got spanked as a kid. Yeah. So we thought that that's how you discipline, right? Yeah. But then we realized, like, one day our daughters could think that because their parents spanked them and we said that we love them, that their partners can be physically abusive to them. You know what I mean? And we... I'm doing this because I love you. Exactly. That's and we learned, like, we, we just realized, like, how twisted and disgusting that is when you really think about it. Spanking someone but saying, hey, I, the reason why I did that is because I love you. Like, that's fucking twisted. And also, our reasoning and everything was validated by joe frost when we did super nanny but i think how you raise them is how they become and you're right there's nothing you can your kids every you know your kids are going to turn 18 and they make their own decisions you know so you can set your kid up have a million dollars ready for them have businesses ready for them if they want to go and fuck it up and go do drugs and party and whatever that's not on you you did what you could for your kid they don't want it vice versa your kid does what you don't want it you know doesn't go down the path you want that's that's not on you that's their life someone had replied to it and said yes and no should i live vicariously through my kids and expect them to carry on the family business name legacy etc no but hopefully my legacy will shine through them, through my parenting and values that I help them discover and grow as they become their own people. Hopefully they will be good people because I helped raise good people. Hopefully my legacy will live on by the way they live their lives. So that's what I'm saying. How you... So they agree with you pretty much. How, what do you think? So when I first read that, my gut instinct was yes. Like absolutely 1000% agree with this because my thing is... I don't like the the culture of, oh, I'm having kids because I want kids, because I want 
this extension of me and these kids are part of me and these kids are extensions of me and blah, 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 which I think is so prevalent in today's culture. I believe when you're bringing a child into this world, you're bringing in an individual human being with their entire life ahead of them and your job as a parent is to help them grow, to nurture them, to believe in them, to cater to them, not for them to like fill this hole in your heart or to be an extension of who you are. They are their own person. And from infancy through toddlerhood and childhood and adolescence, your child is a human being that deserves respect and dignity. It's not this person that you're trying to whoop into shape for life. Um, so that was why like my gut instinct was like, yeah, I agree with this. But the more I thought about the word legacy, it made me kind of sit back and think about the fact that my legacy as a mother is who I raised them to be. Technically, like I'm okay with my legacy being, wow, I raised five really amazing human beings that went on to live happy and fulfilled lives. And I'm okay with that being my only legacy, especially if I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, and my job, or for you as a stay-at-home dad, your job is literally to raise your kids. Then I think it's fine to have that be your legacy. And to and, Wait, and, you, and if that's what you do with can you your read, life. Can you read the quote again? Yeah. And by the way, on my story, I had polled if people agreed with this. And as of a few hours ago, it was 92% agreed and 8% disagreed. And I was even receiving DMs from people saying, oh my God, why is that 8% disagreed? It should be 0%. Um, so anyways, it says, your kids are not your legacy. They are individuals with their own dreams and goals. Your legacy is what you do with your life. So like I said, what if you're a stay-at-home dad and your job in your life is to raise these children? And all okay, so I think legacy also it's what's important to you? Like my legacy, I don't care what people outside of my circle think of me, right? Like I care about what my kids, my family, like for me at the end of the day, when my kids are parents and they're teaching their kids things, when they talk about me, because I, I have an absent dad, right? When I talk about him, it's negative or no, I, I can't say anything positive about him, right? Um even like with my mom and my uh, stepdad, who I call my real dad, it's it's a mix of good and bad, right? I I just want obviously I know I'm not parenting perfect. Every kid's gonna need therapy, no matter how you parent. But I want the good times to outweigh the bad. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's it is selfish, but like the sacrifices that we make for them, me. Spe uh, specifically like I hope one day it they could they actually realize it which they probably won't you know what I mean but that's just me selfishly so yeah I do think that is selfish and I think that 
you're they didn't ask for that they no they didn't so i think where you can go wrong with that is expecting and holding it over them which i think happens to a lot of teenagers and young adults with their parents i think it's like i you know stepped away from my career for you i gave you life and it's like okay that child didn't ask to be born like you did that so but i get what you're saying but but i also think that you can go wrong if you go down that road here's where here's where i'm coming from in that okay parents say they love their kids right but really what most parents what are they going to give up for their kids i gave up everything everything that's dramatic you gave up your job i gave up yeah which was everything like that's not everything your wife your kids as but as an adult as a man raised in toxic masculinity culture everything that i was taught and raised was a man works a man provides a man you know what i mean i know i still think it's dramatic to say you gave up everything but i did but i really did no you didn't Everything career-wise. Okay. Yes, Career that's rise. what I said in the beginning. You gave up your yes, job. Yes, that's, that's what... Exactly. I didn't give... That's what I'm... But, like, to be with them. Because I would hope your kids and your wife, especially, especially your wife, are everything. You know? Me. Your yes. wife. Well, kids, then you. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't expect anything. I just, yeah. I, I honestly believe that you you hope that your kids are grateful because you raise good human but, beings. But, I, but like, I I believe that it's the things that aren't talked about that make right. It's like them watching and seeing how we how we react, react and yeah. is I think that's way more valuable than anything I could ever tell them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Them, of course, what they witness is what they're like internalizing. So I, I, I truly believe that. Um, the hell was I gonna say? You we're doing truly the best believe that we can. something. We're, yeah, you know what I mean. We were in a position to where I could, I, because I, I remember being a kid. Like, my mom would be like, "Man, I wish I could quit my job and homeschool you guys." And I'm like, "Man, I don't want to stay home with your ass." Like, <laughs> I want to go to like, you know what I mean? And it was always something that she would, she said, but she, unfortunately, she couldn't. You know what I mean? Um, we were in a position where I could, but yeah. I don't tie our legacies together at all. Like my legacy is going to be what I want it to be. Obviously I want my kids to be successful and live good lives. But at the end of the day, I want them to be happy. If I, if my kid lives in my bedroom and is a struggling rap artist, <laughs> it, I mean, in my bedroom, in my basement, I was in, in your bedroom, and they're happy, little- then... Hey, uh, I'm happy. You know I what I mean? I just think that, like, a lot of to a lot of people too, like, legacy is like fame, money, businesses, success, and it's like, what if you're, what if you just want your legacy to be that you did a really freaking good job raising a million children? But like, are you okay with your legacy being the grapefruit lady? Is that what? Is that okay with you? No. Or the dame chick? Is that all right? Is that what you're shooting for? No. I mean, fine, I guess. I don't care. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, when they turn 18, they can, we, you know what I mean? They they do whatever 
their heart's desires. And I don't think as parents, we can beat ourselves up and, oh, you know, what could I have done differently? We, we did the best we could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone does the best they could. Um, I'm sure your Aji and Abba could never have imagined the path that their sons, you know, your grandma and grandpa, that would have taken your dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your uncle, very successful. Your other uncle, and then your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was, you can you can never predict what your adult children's futures. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I could never have predicted exactly what my and I'm sure, I mean, and I I'm sure they dad. they did the best they could with the tools that were taught to them, and they you know they they use those tools to teach their kids. Yeah. I only use your family or your um, dad's side as is an example because it's it is three very different walks of life completely different you know yeah I mean? super rich in prison and then the one that's Let's just kind just of leave it leave that you know away. what i mean yeah um but it's pretty so cool we, we both are in the middle i guess of that quote. I f- exactly partially on you but then they're I gonna think, make their own decision yeah and i think I think we're on the same side of like that our kids are their own people and we're raising them to be their own individual selves and we're we are just honored to get to witness it and to be part of their lives versus they're so lucky to be in this family or exactly to be born to the whatever like I don't know I just think it's toxic. But I don't, I don't think the red, yellow, green is toxic, though. I Okay, the clip chart is toxic. Let's talk about that on the pot, on the Patreon. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. So we kind of rambled on there. But to my fellow parents out there, like, we're doing the best we can. Unless you're out here, like, abusing your kids physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, we're doing what we can. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it while it's here. Because... One day they're going to become adults and they're going to be able to do what they please. So, Can I just tell you No, a change just of subject? <laughs> um, when I did confessions on Tuesday, there was a confession that literally had me on the floor laughing. And I had I was a little bit under the influence, like a tiny bit. And you literally were like, I think you should put your phone away. And I was like, why? And you were like, because it's not that funny. Wait, can I? Uh, okay, I'll do my drink at the end. Your drink? Did the drink that I tried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Fire. So let me tell you guys, this is the confession that literally made me cry because I was laughing so oh, okay. hard. Yeah, so, you know, we, t- we drank, took some tequila. I had my vodka. And we we're like sitting on the couch watching the show. And Bethany just starts laughing. And I just look at her and I'm like, you should you should put your phone away because it was a laugh that like you don't I don't really hear with you. Wait, let me see if I can turn the volume up so you guys can hear it. I don't even know if I recorded the laugh. This is my reaction to it. I'm sorry. No, no I can I'm hear just it. saying I'm sorry. All right, what was Anyways, the it said, "I'm devastated." My lover and I ended things and I can't even mourn the relationship because my husband is going to wonder why I'm crying. I'm so hurt. <laughs> that is funny. No, it, it's funny. That's but hilarious. 
the the funny you because you don't expect that part two. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's oh definitely God. a tricky situation. What? Wait, like I'm so shook. So to me, like seeing that, it reminded me of like all my junior high girlfriends because I wasn't what? A, I wasn't allowed to date, right? And so I would have these girlfriends, and then they realize like Anthony can only talk to us during school. Once the weekend comes or after school, when we go to the mall and we hang out, Anthony's never there. They'd break up with me. I'd be really sad. But, like, I couldn't be sad at home because I couldn't have a girlfriend. So my parents, if they found that I was sad and the reason why I was sad, I'd be in trouble. So not only would I be heartbroken because I just got broken up with, but then I'd also be grounded. So Double I kind of relate to this. Um, so can we, here's something that bothers me. Every time I do confessions, people complain about, oh my God, my sister stole my baby name or my friend named her kid the name that I wanted to name my kid my whole life. And it's like, okay, then still name it that? Like, who cares? Maybe really? if it's your sister. Really? What? You're, really? What? You're the king of... No, I don't like that name because so-and-so... Da-da-da. No, okay, You're I the- don't like that name because there's negative connotation to it. That's different. Like, oh, I don't want to name my kid Jennifer because Jennifer in seventh grade was such a bitch that, to me. Oh, my God. So you can't- This is different. This is different. This is like if your cousin named one of their kids Bronx and we're like, are you serious? Or like Brooklyn. And we were like, are you serious? Like, and then we didn't want to be friends with them anymore and like hated them oh. and unfollowed them because of it. It's a little bit different. I think, okay. Or like if your friend from high school named one of their kids Brooklyn or something and so you and were just we're not- like oh my god you copied me like no Brooklyn's actually kind of a super common okay. name and it's like common names too I'm in the middle on that if your name's like Bob or Jeff or like even Anthony but like they're they're trendy names but they're all in the top 100 okay, Bronx Bronx is not in the top 100 that's what I'm saying Bronx I'm is saying a Brooklyn unique Brooklyn is a perfect okay, example Brooklyn double n double o what would it be a single O Brooklyn? No, no, sorry, Brooklyn double N because we thought we were so cool by double Ning so it. So trendy. So if someone names their kid Brooklyn and spells it that way, maybe I'll feel some type of way. I like, don't know. So I wouldn't. I literally do. or like okay. There's people that are saying that like oh I had my name picked out and then my friend from high school named her baby that and now i have to pick a new name oh, see, and it's I like think, why yeah, like i think who that's cares? a little overboard but so anyway someone said very bothered a close friend just named her baby the same as mine and i'm triggered by every post i think that's kind of cool to be honest like if one of my good friends has a kid and they name it the same name as mine and they're semi close in age like the thought is they're going to be friends you know, and if I it's think like, it's cool. If it's like Avery or Chase or James, like, oh my God, you don't own a name. You don't own, you did not create that name. You don't own that name. I'm probably making so many people matter. But now. that's what I'm saying. For me, it's if you, if you think you're doing something slick and you doctor the name up like Harlem with the Y and then your friend does it, then you, then I can see you feel some Yeah, you're away. like, hmm, Like you could have used Harlem with an E. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that side I, I kind of see that, but I, I think it's cool. Yeah. Someone said, sometimes I poop in my cat's litter box just to experience something different. Yikes. That was my sister. She also confessed, I like to itch my butthole, then sniff my finger. 
And then she also said, once I accidentally put a tampon up my butthole. I definitely dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> I hope she's just trolling me because I'm so confused. Anyways, um, so someone said that they worked at a happy ending massage parlor in college and they made $10,000 in one semester. How long is a semester? Like three months? I would imagine three or four months. Is there two semesters or four semesters? Two semesters. So it would be August to December. August, September, October. Four months. So four months. I so mean, it's like two thousand a month or three. Th- I would imagine five. as a college kid, that's good money. Yeah. Like, I'm sure a lot of college kids are sucking dick. So why not Ugh. suck dick for money? So, let's say Brooklyn or Harlem or Ellis or Deuce or Bronx come home from college and they're like oh my god i got this super cool job and then we snoop and we find out that they work at a happy ending massage parlor what is your reaction to that here's what i'm going to teach my kids i'm not going to react to that specific scenario but if you're going to do something just make sure you're the best at it (laughs) i knew you were going to say that that's it whatever profession whatever you choose to do be the best. What if they just want to be mediocre at everything? Then, hey, you're going to let old Papa down. <laughs> Papa. Um, someone said, I love my husband so much, but he's just so dumb. I posted that. And then someone said, which I didn't share, to the girl who thinks her husband is stupid, same. It's not bad. It's just a fact, LOL. I still love him. So here's the thing. I think you feel that way about me. I can relate. Because when we, okay, when we got together... I was all street smart, and you were all, I don't know what kind of smart you want to call it. Remember that time? Book smart? Remember that time when I was working at UPS, and I was working from 2 in the morning until 10? And it was about 4 in the morning, you called me, and you were like, babe, I'm really scared. What's going on? There's like a helicopter flying around, shining its light, like, and they're like talking. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's just the ghetto bird. Like, just don't go outside. You'll be all right." And you're like, "What? You, what?" I was like, "You don't know what the ghetto bird is?" You're like, "No." I was like, "Oh yeah, someone committed a crime and is fleeing, and they're looking for them." But you were so, so scared. And I'm like, "If someone knocks I had on anxiety. The, if someone knocks on the door, just don't open it. You'll be straight." Like, but then that's when it was like, "Damn, like this this chick is really street dumb. Like <laughs> she has no, like." that's so I, life I can, experience yeah because i was literally 18 it didn't cha- i was 17 <laughs> it didn't change like my love for you i was just like all right i gotta i just gotta like teach her the ropes like extra slow like that's it you know oops um someone said my husband's penis is huge and she wrote that in all caps haven't been able to have sex in years i feel ashamed um, I would love to know more about this. I, th- I, th- I definitely think. So it's so details. big that you can't have sex. Interesting. You should pull like, I think this size is a matter. humble brag. Does size matter? Does size matter? Pull like, it. Truly. Well, I'm going to do polls tomorrow. So maybe I will. Um, I really need you to be honest with me though about something. Okay. Have you ever had a sex dream about one of your little ex-girlfriends? Like ever, or like recently, like it, since we've been married. 
No. And be honest. I've had like sex dreams about Because you know like, I don't care. Kim Kardashian. Um, you wish. Some like child crushes. They were like adults and I was a kid. Ew, Anthony. But never like an ex. Because you got to remember, my exes were junior high. Not so even. No. <laughs> but my exes, were, all my exes are from junior high. Not even. So like, no. Really? No. Interesting, because you still follow her, so. She's my friend. <laughs> <clears throat> just waiting for the moment, the right moment. <laughs> yeah, when I die. Um, no, might not even take that. Uh, someone said, I'm married, always having dirty dreams about an ex. I don't want him, though. Why? So why do you think people have dirty dreams about I don't know. Dreams are so, like, I've been told that what you go to sleep thinking about is what you dream about. So no, like, I don't believe that at I don't all. either because I've tried it. Sleep thinking, I don't go to sleep thinking about my family being brutally murdered. True. I have really bad nightmares. Um, but I have, I will be honest and tell you that I, ha- I have had sex dreams. Not about exes though, but about people that I know or knew in high school. Um, or celebrities or whatever but i've never gone to sleep thinking about them ever when i go to sleep i'm usually like scared and like trying to force myself to fall asleep or i'm stressed about work about the kids oh my god ellis is gonna wake up so many times tonight like that kind of stuff so i don't know the dream thing freaks me out though because then i'm also like oh my god did i say his name in my sleep i don't want anthony to think no, i'm cheating I on mean, him you, i'm such a deep sleeper you could you could literally like have another person in the bed and i probably wouldn't even know <laughs> like, I'd be i think out. someone confessed that one time i'd be asleep someone said one time that they so her husband and his best friend they were all watching a movie in bed together and the husband fell asleep and the best friend came over and they started having sex in the bed that, that could probably happen oh my god um i don't know like if I had one question, that might be it. Like, why are dreams the way they are? Okay, we need a dream expert on the pod ASAP. Actually, I need a therapist on the pod, too. Just in general. Talk space. Enter ad here. Headspace. Headspace. Talk space. Whatever Head. you are. Calm. I don't know. Any ad. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Dreams, dreams are, are so confusing, and I don't even care to... I don't have dreams, so it's, it's kind of yeah, tough. Yeah, you're weird. Like, I really don't. I, w- I want to have dreams, you know? Like I have consistent nightmares, like, every single I'll night. Also, you- have I ever told you that I th- I feel like I can predict the future? Like, I think my dreams show me the future. And I'll tell you why. When I was younger... Oh, get ready for this story. When I was younger, like elementary school, I had a recurring nightmare. Over- and I say nightmare because... To me, a nightmare is when I'm. it shakes me to the core and, like, I can't shake the feeling when I wake up. Um, nowadays, it takes something, like, really scary for that to happen. But back then, as an elementary school child, um, I had a recurring nightmare that we were driving up the hill to my grandparents' old house. It was, like, their driveway was a hill and then the house sat on top of the hill. Privilege. So we were, dri- we were driving up the hill and my mom was driving and I was in the car and there was a new house sitting next to my grandparents' house on the hill. And it was a glass house. So you could see straight through it. And my dad was in the house with a uh, with an unnamed woman, girl, not sure. And they were having sex in his office chair. And I was like, mom, look. And she would not look. 
and she would not look and I would be like mom do you see that mom 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 and she was like tears falling down her face but would not look and just stayed silent okay wow so I would freak out I would come into my parents room and I would tell them my dream and I'd be crying and they would be like that would never happen. We promise we'll never get divorced. Nothing will ever happen. We don't even use the D word. Okay. Babe, that literal dream came true. And it was a recurring dream through my entire childhood. So can I see the future? Is the question. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some points on that one. But that's the only Can dream. you like tell us anything else about our future? Uh I hope none of my other dreams ever come true. To be honest. So I think I I think I know why I don't dream. So when I was like six years old, five, six, I was introduced to the rapture. So I lived in this constant fear. That's like the theme of all of my dreams. I lived in honest. this constant fear that the rapture was happening and that I was left behind. And then once I was like, yo, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to live by these rules and do all this. If the rapture happens, I'm done. I'm sticking here. Once I got past that, like nightmares were nothing. I think that's I think that's why I don't have nightmares. Like I was like five years old, like, I'd come out of the restroom and I wouldn't see him. Like, damn, the rapture happened. Like, fuck. Like, what did I do? What did I do now, God? Yeah. But that's probably why I don't have dreams because I my life was a, a, a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> that's really sad. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think that about wraps up this Dude, can episode. You, like, can you like end it on like a not so morbid? Uh, confession i guess because somehow it went there i mean that wasn't morbid but the conversation led there and now um okay remembering let's see oh my husband's an alcoholic i can't stand him that's not um my husband never makes me orgasm that's sad uh let's see uh that's super sad uh i used to dutch oven my ex-husband when he was sleeping to get back at his narcissistic ass what's a dutch oven (laughs) I think that's when you fart and then you cover someone with the blankets. That's what you call that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the king of that. Like, babe, come here, give me a oh under the blanket. Uh, and then someone said, eight out of ten times I have sex with my husband. I think about random shit like errands or to-do lists. <laughs> Been there? Uh, what? What? Well, okay. <sighs> All right. So is, is that good enough for you to wrap it up? Yeah. So... <laughs> I know we started off, I had like food plug of the week and then our food adventures kind of tailored off. So I actually have a drink of the week. Um, now this drink is only going to be if you like Mexican candy. If you've never had Mexican candy, go try it. It's the best. Believe me. Chocolate, all this other shit doesn't compare to Mexican candy. I was on TikTok one day, I think I was taking a shit, and I was on TikTok, and saw this video, this dude made this drink, came out, and I was like, Beth, I gotta go to Bevmo, and she's like, why? I was like, because I saw this video of this drink, and I really need to try it. Put the kids to bed, ran to Bevmo. So, what it is, Smirnoff Spicy Tamarind Tamarindo. And then a mango juice. I did Arizona Mango Iced Tea or Arizona Iced Tea Company Mango Juice. Get your glass, put some ice, you pour your Smirnoff 
spicy tamarindo in your cup and you pour the juice in you mix it up fire i don't drink i don't like drinks there's not too many alcoholic beverages that like when he was pouring the glass he just kept pouring it and pouring it and i was like bro that's a lot of alcohol in one glass and he drank the whole thing and then like i'm I'm the king of ordering a drink i'm king of ordering a drink at dinner and then bethany finishes my drink yeah i finish this drink so if you like mexican candy that's your vibe you got it it literally just tastes like you're drinking a mexican candy but you get the effects of alcohol Alcohol. so (laughs) anyways all right thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the garcia diaries podcast if you want bonus episodes or to be added to my close friend story on Instagram, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Garcia Diaries. You can follow us on Instagram at the Garcia Diaries and at Sir Garcia Diaries. And yeah, we will see you next week. Peace.